Now, we have another guest, John. Mm. We have indeed, Klaus Kramer. Good morning. You are very, very welcome to us indeed. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, we for, I first met you yesterday at the uh, exhibition in the library. And uh, I was saying before we came on air there that I was stunned, Klaus, by what I was seeing. I never saw anything quite like it. That's very, very kind of you to say that. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's photography. Indeed. <laughs> I, yes, I know. I would like to have, actually, if, if it had been any other day, I would love to have brought the, the, the recording down to the library and have you talk us through it. Um, so we're, we're saying to people, for God's sake, grab the moment and go to see this exhibition in the library. Okay, it'll be there for about three weeks. Until it? the uh, 16th of October. The 16th of October. Yeah, I think there's so, plenty of opportunity. So for, for our listeners, Klaus, do you know, who is Klaus Kramer? Well, he's the guy looking into your eyes at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's difficult to say. Um, Klaus is a resident of, of Scarif. Um, I've been living in Ireland before, um, but more than 20 years ago. And last year, Claudia and myself decided, um, just before anybody had heard of the pandemic, that... Um, we might like to go back to Ireland to live there again. And uh, Claudia lived here for a short period of time. I lived here for a number of years, as I mentioned. And uh, then, yeah, we started picking our things in Germany and uh, yeah, ended up at Ducey's and overlooking Loch The lake, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but tell us, what is it about, about Ireland that attracts you and holds you? Well... It's, I think it, it has a lot to do with, uh, with the deficits that, that you might experience in Germany at the moment, not only at the moment, but uh, the, the uh, German style of life is, is, has become uh, increasingly hectic, uh, very, very fast. There's an awful amount of begrudgery going on. It's, really? Yeah. I, I don't say there are no begrudges in Ireland. I'm not, <laughs> saying, I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. but it's it's all like it's it's all moderate. Um, here, you have space, yeah. you, and wherever you are in Germany, you don't have any space whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, everything, every everything, and everybody seems to be locked in, blocked in, and. I think, not only I think, I know that um, we are, Claude and I, uh, we are two of many, many, many people who um, would love to, to get out um, of, of Germany or other populated countries like Germany and go to a place that is um, slightly quiet quieter than, than where we come from. Yeah, what part of Germany do you come from? We, uh, we use, Claudia's from Munich and Bavaria, and um, um, I'm from, from the southwest um, mm. of Germany. I, had, I didn't have far to go or to drive to the Luxembourgish border, to the Belgian border, to the French border, and the, uh, and the Dutch border, so there would, would have been four borders um, not too, uh, not too far away from where, where I used to live. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe this, this border situation is, is, 
is responsible for me being a, a fairly open-minded person. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. This, because we being an island, we're surrounded only by water, no gay. Yeah. And while water has influenced so as, some aspects and many aspects of our culture, mm. whether it's in the art world or whether it's in the political world or what have you, but um, imagining living and growing up in a country like Germany, which is surrounded by such a cluster of other countries, consequently a cluster of other cultures, yeah. How, how has Germany kind of emerged out of that? Has it taken pluses or it, is it minuses? Um, I, think, I think there are more uh, pluses than minuses because mm. I always think if there are uh, cultural... Um, if if they're say it this way if they're if they're if you um, if there's a culture outside of your own culture mm. it can only be beneficial to you if you if you check out the other culture the the other cultural yeah. aspects mm. and obviously uh, the the western neighbors of, of Germany th their culture would have been um, not similar to to the German ones uh, one but it it would have been a um, a, po a, a very positive influx on on German yeah. culture, and you would actually notice if you if you go to uh, to the states and in the in the west of Germany that um, cultures do mix. You find, for instance, and if you go to Saarland, which is this, this very small state, I don't think it's it's not even as as big as uh, um, County Clare. Mm. Uh, you would find a very very strong French uh, um, influence. In, influence there. Mm -hmm. Yes, you would. The, the restaurants would serve more kind of French type of mm. food and mm. so on. People people would uh, use a lot of French words in their in in their everyday uh, language, and I, I think this is beneficial. Yes, I think yes. It, it really yeah. is, and even with. Um, so many uh, migrants uh, coming into the country over the last since uh, 2015. I I regard this as beneficial too. Once once the teething problems were sorted out, mm -hmm. because Germany, as many other states, is basically getting older, mm -hmm. and uh, we need we uh, in Germany we would need about 400,000 qualified uh, people. To, to sustain the the level mm. of uh, industrial work and industry as it stands today, four hundred thousand mm. per year. That is new people coming. New in. people, qualified people. Yeah, but if they are not qualified, you can almost qualify them. Yes. So yes, that's an interesting uh, point, Jim. Yeah, and that's um, in contrast with with other places in Europe uh, who don't want have, have anything to do with with anybody coming in. You know, I mean, in more eastern areas of Europe, there certainly would be a, a resistance to uh, people coming in. Uh, that's uh, that's absolutely true. Um, uh, Chancellor Merkel, Angela Merkel, she she really um, paved the way for um, many many people coming out of uh, uh, coming from different parts of the world into Germany, um, and I think. Um, she she wouldn't be my party, but uh, but uh, she has, she she deserves all credit for that because she uh, she was attacked. Her government was attacked many many times over it, and of course there in Germany there are um, there's a, a right wing movement there. Um, as if we hadn't had enough of that uh, going back seventy years or eighty years or something like that. Um, as a matter of interest, that right right wing yes. pendulum, uh, you know 
trend is probably shared by quite a number of West European countries. It, that tendency to move to uh, right of centre, okay? Yes, it is certainly in uh, in Hungary, in Poland, in Slovakia, yeah. and, and in Slovenia, to mention the, the, f- he, the four that are most notable yeah. at, at As the a European, you know, as a continentalist, if yes. you like, yes. and watching that, what do you think has been driving that trend? Um, it's it's difficult to say. I think it, you would find that the majority. Uh, there have been studies done on that. That the majority of the of um, people who lean towards the right would not have um, would not be the the, the, mo- uh, the most educated people. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly, good people, no doubt about that. Uh, but they they wouldn't read uh, wouldn't read their, their books. They wouldn't uh, they wouldn't watch the news, or they would only uh, watch certain certain sections of the of the news. There and uh, you you would find the, the situation in all in all those four countries. The mm. other countries of the twenty seven EU states, they they are uh, okay at the moment. So well. Um, maybe Denmark slightly, yeah. ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose following the Arab Spring and the displacement of so many people in yes. the Middle East, and obviously a number of those were coming to Europe from 2015 yes. on, and, and that would have given rise, I suppose, to the expression of, of right-wing politics right yeah. throughout Europe. Mm. Uh, that's true, yes. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah, sorry. You, you, yeah, go ahead. Um, um, inevitably, uh, the question of how the reunification of Germany has impacted on somebody like yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the East-West, um, uh, costly, culturally different, costing you quite a lot, I gather, in terms of the economy of, of Germany as a whole, yeah, and and inevitably, when we speak of a reunification in Ireland, and the cost factor starts emerging in as well, plus yeah. our capacity to culturally adapt. Yes. To. Now, how does that fit in? Well, the it's it's an interesting point because uh, I was I was thinking of that not too long ago. Um, if there is still after thirty years of of. Unif- after unification, there is still a very noticeable and visible divide between West Germany and East Germany. Is up, there up to this up to this very day? Yes. How does it show itself, Klaus? Uh, you would you would find people. You would find, let's say, for instance, the the people who were living under the socialist regime in in the GDR at the time, they were not so much used to fend for themselves as they would have been in a in yes, an inverted yes, commas capitalistic yes, yes. system in, in the West. Um, so th- uh, everything was provided for them. There were never any uh, offici- officially any unemployed people or so, although there were many unemployed people and things like that. Everything was provided from schools, health, uh, health uh, service, which ha- obviously had its very, very good points as well. Mm. But but people didn't, basically, they didn't have to think if they didn't want to think. And 
you you find that um, this mentality, this kind of laid back and yeah, this laid back and leave me, leave leave me my own little patch of land and you don't step on my little patch of land. You know, this mentality uh, which kind of excludes um, many people who who are looking who are looking over the fence from from the outside like migrants or so this is is it excludes that uh is very it's it's rampant in in the east and you would find like there is a a, a right wing party um uh, it's called AFD and um they are very very strong in in the in the east and by far not so strong in the west mm -hmm. so you would notice these uh, social differences there yeah. Isn't it funny that you, the right-wing movements are, are more common or are stronger in countries that were, let's say, behind the Iron Curtain, um, that were communist dictatorships yes, absolutely. For, since the war? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, yeah. that's interesting. And but, but it has to do, it, it, I think it just has a has to do a lot with, with the situation that was there, that everybody was provided for. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there was no... You didn't have to have any get-up-and-go mm -hmm. um, in, in those societies. And, many, and of course, many people just they lean back and say, well, let's, let's let things happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, uh, I, this is my, my patch of land, and you are not allowed to step on it. I know. Listen, can we talk photography? You can. Oh, just because, <laughs> yeah. that reminds me. Uh, I, you're, you're sitting there. Did I, did I ever mention that I, that I have an exhibition here? No, <laughs> we didn't know anything about it. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you, we had you before, actually. You, yes, that's You brought right, out a yeah. calendar last Christmas. That's right, yeah. And there will be a new calendar this year as well, yeah. Looking forward just, to it. Yeah, it's there on the wall behind there's you. There's just yeah. right behind you, Klaus, on the <laughs> yes. wall. Yeah. Mind you, it's October that's looking out at us, so we're kind of getting a bit Ahead of our yeah. time. Yeah. time. How how did you get into photography, or, or just maybe briefly trace your story in photography? Yes, that was that was a straightforward thing, really, um, because I was um, I, I'm a trained journalist and photographer, mm. so it was clear that I, that I was responsible for not only for writing my articles when I did my training, but for providing photography as well. Then. Uh, I did a lot of uh, photography uh, when I was a lot younger, and, but never thought of doing any, anything major with it, never thought of ex exhibiting. Um, then I had this period in my life where, where I had photographers who were probably much better than I ever could be, and they, did, they took the photographs um, that I needed to have during my professional career. And then it started about uh, 2005 or so when I thought, God, there's so many. Have a look at the old stuff. <laughs> so I looked at the old stuff and said, it's pretty good stuff too. It's not only old, but good. And then I said, yeah, come on, you might as well. And then I started, uh, started working with the aim of um, showing my work. There's no... Like as an as an artist, there's not much point in being an artist and locked away from from everybody else. If nobody sees it. No, you you want to show yourself, and and, and even if somebody uh, says, well, it's rotten, it's bad, it's terrible, 
But still they say something, you get some sort of feedback. And feedback, I think, f feedback in general is what everybody is starving for at the, at the moment after, after the pandemic, that we, um, we just need to hear people talk again, preferably positive, positively about ourselves, our work and what we do. Um, but I got a lot of very, very positive feedback when I started exhibiting, which was in about 2010 or so. Initially, um, I, I um, did a few paintings as well, and then I said, no, well, I'm not a bad painter maybe, but I'm a much, much better photographer without boasting. Um, and um, so and then that notice people really stop in front of my pictures and they stand there and they kind of they lose sometimes you see these they lose themselves in in my pictures and it's they just they're just totally gone and I I, I witnessed this uh, this particular situation um, a number of years ago there are a few international exhibitions in Germany the really big ones that I that I um, always frequent because I was always lucky to get an invitation <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and there was one lady standing in front of a picture of waves just just waves yes but only water mm. and she was standing there and she was literally and i'm not not exaggerating she was standing there for 15 minutes and i said hello twice to her and she didn't hear me <laughs> and, and i i don't know what she saw but mm. but uh, whatever she uh, she she saw she took home with her because she bought the picture which was very very nice of her um and that's you know that this this effect if somebody if somebody stands in front of a picture and let let the picture just do whatever it does okay. to the person's mind so when you put your name to a piece of art whether that art is in the world of writing photography painting sculpturing you know architecture whatever else you can when you when you put your name to it you you, you kind of presenting a naked person to society. Is there a kind of, I'm not an artist myself, so is there a kind of, of challenge, threat, worry, concern? What will they think? Do you know, does that enter into the story at all? Oh, it does, yeah, all the time. I, I never have, have the feeling I could be, I am as good as I could be. Mm. Um, but I know there's kind of a cut-off point when you when you simply stop working on something, yeah. and otherwise it will never be finished. So, but the but you are you are standing there as a very naked person because you you portray yourself, your thoughts, your your innermost soul um, when you write, when you paint, when you show mm. other um, forms of art. Okay. And there's always, I don't, I don't know one artist who's never worried. Mm. Mm. The, the landscape, uh, as anyone who goes to the exhibition, and I encourage, like John, people to go, I mean, the landscape looms large in, you know, as a subject for you in your yes. photography. And, and many are remembering the, the calendar which you produced last year and the exhibition again. I mean, people will go to the exhibition and will say, oh, yeah. And I, I think the, 
the subject matter will resonate with them because they they'll know what yeah. uh, they'll have seen it or seen similar, and of course, but it's the way you present it then, mm-hmm. um, which which to my mind like uh, highlights the the artistic element of it. Yeah, that's that Jim. That's a, a very uh, interesting point, and I'm I concur completely mm. with what you're saying. Uh, I'm looking at the actual um, calendar on the wall behind uh, Klaus and I'm saying to myself I and I would like to be beside Klaus I'd like to understand more of this technique of mm-hmm. developing a photograph beyond what the camera actually captured do you yes. know where you brought something of yourself he's not going to, to tell you his secrets he's not but, but <laughs> it, to well, un- understand the color the first question I, I would imagine Tom, Dick and Harry coming into the exhibition or looking at the calendar last year's one. The first thing they're going to say, is, is that all natural? Do you know? Mm. And we don't know, you see. This is, so we're confused. So I always feel uh, if we could have a little knowledge of the technique, it would yes. enable us to enter into the photograph. Am I making sense? Oh, you perfect. Yeah, you're making perfect sense. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, some, sometimes, I when I when I take a picture, I, I use a lot of um, I use my my Nikon D six ten a lot, but I always do a lot of photography with my, with smartphone, like everybody else. Um, I I know what I want. I I have a picture in my mind and. Uh, that's that's there, and I can, I can work on it then later. But there's all uh, also the this aspect that I see a, fo- a, a photo which I took, let's say, six months ago, just by rooting through my twenty five thousand or going or more pictures, I see something and I say, hey, listen, wow, you could do something with this. And then I start working. Um, I do a lot of uh, Photoshop work and uh, stuff like that. And then I just let it grow, basically. And when I'm... I'm never happy, no. I just wanted to say when I'm happy. No, I'm (laughs) I'm never happy with with my photos. But uh, when I'm rather content, when I'm rather content, I, I say, yeah, okay, now we can send it off to the printers and in... And done, and see how it how it works out then. But again, it's a, I always show my 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 stuff. Then before I send it, I show it to Claudia. So if, if she says, uh, yeah, or if she doesn't say, <laughs> yeah. if she doesn't say anything for two seconds, I know, yes. I know we got that. Yeah. No, there's one beautiful photograph. It's it's in five pieces. I yes, think. and it's it's a, a you told me yesterday you took it from your sitting room, I think, or your yeah, more or less, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And but it's in five separate pieces, but it's the one photograph, yeah. looking out over over Rabbit Island and Red Island yes. and, and Scarif Bay. It's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, um, um, and it's, it's fairly big. It's uh, two meters fifty wide. I, I have a tendency, maybe because I'm I, I used to be six foot five, five once. I have a, because I, I was sort of uh, tall. I like big pictures as well. So <laughs> yeah, this uh, the five piece one is. Um, it was, I liked it because I, when when I when we moved here last year, I noticed that sometimes in the morning you have this this pink, this pink pink hue over the lake, 
And the photograph, this particular photo, actually, um, I, I took it on one of the mornings when it was really, really, really pinky. So, really pinky. So, yes. And uh, I, I only enhanced the color slightly, and and it's it's really a, an impressive one. It's yeah. a very impressive, yeah, it's I a striking like it. photograph. Yeah. Okay, John. We're we're nearly <laughs> we're nearly there. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been, been it's been fascinating it's, talking yeah. to you, Klaus. We could talk to you about European politics for an hour. We, uh, we, it's we been can, very we interesting. Can, we can at some stage. Yes, we can indeed. We we will we will actually yeah. too. General general election coming up in Germany. There, uh, yes, right. next yes. week. And yeah. don't be surprised. If you see a general election in Ireland in the next 12 months, we never even got around to asking you about, you know, we were talking about the elements of cultures and subcultures in Germany. But you're a man standing on a ditch. You're looking back to the west, to, Mm -hmm. to back to the eastern side of the continent. And you're also looking at the island this island that you yeah, have made home. That's true, yes. And, and, and a lovely home at that. Right? Yeah, well, I, that's delightful to hear that. But yeah. we'd be, some other day, Klaus, we'd be interested in talking about what are the aspects that you see in Irish culture mm-hmm. that are pluses and what aspects that you think we could work on <laughs> with that uh, if, if any, <laughs> if, if any, <laughs> well, there might be the odd one. Yeah. So we've come, we've come well past our, as I say, bedtime at this stage. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, and good luck with the exhibition. Thank you very much. Okay, and we're once more saying it'll be in the library for about the sixteenth uh, of October. Sixteenth of right. October, yeah. and we seven. would urge anybody oh, to do, go and see it. Do. Uh, you don't have to be a regular. Um, attender at exhibitions no, or no, galleries. You can just walk in. Anybody, through. you can just yeah, walk yeah. in. You don't even have to go into the library. It's straight in the door yes. and straight into the, yeah. the gallery and you will enjoy it, definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much. But we do know, I think, uh, my own final observation on, on, on exhibition is that Scarif badly needs a proper exhibition space somewhere. Hmm. Would you all agree on that? Oh, I certainly would, yeah. yes. yes. I think yes. This, the, uh, there are so many artists living in the area, okay, and uh, don't, don't get an opportunity to mm. properly present their work. So, 